0: I'm Leah and it's Old Fashioned Friday. We're talking about Wisconsin's signature cocktail, all the best watering holes, and small town, big hearted living. Pull up a chair and let's get started. Well, hey there, fancy meeting you here. Guess what? It is Old Fashioned Friday. I'm Leah, and this is the Old Fashioned Friday podcast. This season, we've been virtually visiting some distilleries throughout the state of Wisconsin, and today we're going to take a peek at Door County Distillery in Door County, Wisconsin. They were the first distillery to open in Door County since Prohibition, and they opened in 2011. So Door County's gone quite a while without a distillery. I bet they were about due. Door County is a beautiful, beautiful spot. It is the, if you hold up your left hand in front of you, Door County's the thumb. You probably knew that already. I've got some fond memories of Door County um, from my childhood. Maybe I'll talk about that a little bit today too. Also today we're going to be reviewing the charcuterie class that I took this week at a little store in Eagle River. And how do you pronounce it anyway? Charcuterie? 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 Um... We might go down that rabbit hole a little bit too. And then this week's old-fashioned recipe is a cherry brandy old-fashioned featuring cherry brandy from the Door County Distillery, of course. I hope you stick around for this old-fashioned Friday season two, episode four. Okay, so okay, so let's let's dig into the Door County Distillery. They are located in Carlsville, Wisconsin, in Door County. Now Door County is it's the Door County Peninsula, so it's a peninsula surrounded by Lake Michigan and Green Bay. Much of it is natural. You're surrounded by the beautiful water, beaches, state parks, beautiful old architecture. It's a little touristy though, so you kind of gotta watch. Um, gotta watch when you go if you're like the crowds or not. But uh, that's actually where my husband and I honeymooned. For part of our honeymoon, we went up to Door County. And it snowed in October, I'm remembering. So it's a beautiful little spot if you're in Wisconsin and you just want a quick getaway. Um, it's a great place to go. Now, we live in the Northwoods, and it is beautiful all the time. So we don't need to get away to another beautiful spot because we, we live in a place where people vacation. Um, so I haven't been to Door County in quite a while. It is a nice place to visit. So the Door County Distillery, they specialize in small batch spirits and they use local Wisconsin ingredients. They have a tasting room that you can go and try, try their different varieties of spirits. You can have a cocktail there. Under normal circumstances, they give tours of the distillery, but their tours are suspended currently um, because of the state of things. So... um It looks like their tours are suspended right now, but you might be able to get in for a tasting or grab a cocktail. I would call first just because everything can be so up in the air these days, but they've got a long list of spirits that, that they distill here at this facility, vodka, cherry vodka, Java infusion, gin, barrel finished gin, single malt whiskey. They have a bourbon whiskey, a rye whiskey, cherry brandy. That's what we're going to be using today in our old fashioned and apple brandy. A regular brandy, three kinds of rum, cherry moonshine, and then a cherry bluff infusion. And the cherry bluff infusion is how I was first introduced to the Door County Distillery. I wanted a cherry bitters for a recipe that I was doing for one of my Facebook lives. And I reached out to our liquor store here in town to see if they had anything like that, and they special ordered it for me. And so I didn't specify, like I want this specific cherry bitters or this brand. I just said, I want cherry bitters. And this is what they got me, this cherry bluff infusion from Door County Distillery. And it is fantastic. And if even if you're just making a regular old, old fashioned and you use the cherry bitters or add them alongside your Angostura bitters, oh my goodness, it just adds such a nice depth to the drink. So that was my first experience with something from Door County Distillery. Well, that's why I thought I'd dig into it a little more. So, this is how Door County Distillery describes themselves. They're one of the few handcrafted distilleries in the state of Wisconsin and the first in Door County to produce vodka, gin, and a fruit infused vodka. The distillery is reminiscent of the casual pastoral surroundings of Door County. The stone barn exterior is contrasted with a modern and elegant interior that shows off their copper still and their small batch on site production. The distillery is classic Door County, distilled with clean, limestone-infused waters from the Door Peninsula. They invite you to come visit them. Let's see, their address is 5806 Highway 42 in Carlsville, Wisconsin. Um, Their website is doorcountydistillery.com, and they say on their website they're open daily from 10 to 5, but I would just double-check with them before making a special trip. There's plenty of other things to do in Door County, though. Oh, so I have a Door County story. So when I was very young, my aunt and uncle and my cousins would camp up in Door County. They had like an old school bus. Like okay, before before people were like living in vans like they do now and you know travel all over the country in their little in their little Mercedes vans converted into a little camper. Um, before that, they had a school bus that they converted into a camper. It was very very cool what I'm remembering. And occasionally we would camp with them. Okay, so in Peninsula State Park in Door County, there's a structure called Eagle Tower. And it is like, well, it was like an old, tall, old, like a fire lookout tower overlooking Green Bay. So Eagle Tower was first built in 1914 and then taken down and rebuilt in 1932 called the Second Eagle Tower then in 2015, they closed it due to structural concerns. Now, this was um, like an old wooden structure. So my my uncle climbed up it. I was, I don't know how old I was, probably too small to climb up, or I don't know if I was afraid or my mom didn't want me to climb up. I can't remember. But So I was down on the ground, and my Uncle Bill was way up, you know, 300 feet in the air, hanging over this tower, looking down at us. He took he always wore like a stocking cap and he took his stocking cap off and he dropped it down the tower and it just it scared me and I said I said Uncle Bill come down now yeah so and I kind of remember it and I remember you know how sometimes you have a memory and you remember the story being told over and over more than the memory but I have a little bit of a memory of it and I know I I in my cute little four or five year old voice Uncle Bill come down um so that's my my memory of my Uncle Bill and Door County and Eagle Tower. So so it was torn down. It was taken down in 2015 and then 2015, 2016. And then they did a fundraiser to rebuild Eagle Tower. And um, all of my cousins, so my uncle's children and grandchildren and our family, all of my cousins got together and raised money and helped collect a donation to go towards Eagle Tower. And then they have um, a little, I don't think they're bricks that they sold, but they have like a little um, dedication area to people who donated in people's honor. So um, my uncle, my uncle Bill and Sharon, their names are on a thing adjacent to this tower that was given in their memory because of their love for Door County. So um, if you're ever up in Door County and you visit Door County Distillery, also head up to Peninsula State Park and take a look at the New Eagle Tower. It actually now is handicap accessible. There's a ramp that winds all the way up. It's 250 feet in the air. It winds all the way up a wheelchair ramp, so that anybody, so that anybody can go up and see the beautiful, the beautiful views of the water and the peninsula. So that's my Eagle Tower story. can oblige me for one minute while I talk about my day job. Are you tired of missed deadlines, back and forth emails, scope creep with your creative projects that go over time and over budget? Well, so am I. I'm tired of it too. That's why as Dear Mountain Media, I offer day-long design summits. I've got a method that completes your branding package, logo, copywriting project, or even a website start to finish in one day. One fixed price covers your pre-consultation, your one-day summit, Plus, I don't just leave you alone with your deliverables. You receive customized training, reminder emails and videos to help you utilize your new website, style suite, or marketing plan. You actually know how to use them. Want to give it a try for your next project? Reach out to me at dearmountainmedia.com and mention that you heard it on the podcast. My schedule fills up quickly, so be sure to contact me soon. All right, what else were we going to talk about today? charcuterie I went to with a couple friends to a charcuterie class at a little kind of a boutique store in Eagle River called Cotton and Birch Um, they've got clothing and home accessories and kitchenware and just a little bit higher end but very well curated just a beautiful selection of things just a nice place to go if you just want a calm environment and window shop a little bit or pick up a nice gift for someone. So they offered a class in assembling a charcuterie board and then we got a a nice wooden cutting board as a gift for attending. It was a lovely evening. It was nice to get out with a couple friends. They did a few boards that they had prepared and then did one for people to watch them assemble it. And then of course we got to eat it all. It was it was a nice evening. But it just got me wondering a little bit more about chicoterie and where it came from and what does this word mean anyway and how do you pronounce it? And so it, it got me digging a little bit and what I learned I wanted to share with you. So how are how do we pronounce it anyway? Chicuterie is a French word, and it literally means meat. <laughs> it literally means meat, or processed meat, specifically pork. So it's referring to the salamis and the hams and the prosciutto and and um, those things that are on the board. It literally means cooked flesh. It's a word that describes 15th century pork butcher shops in France that sold pork products that were preserved, salted, or smoked. Today we will add cheeses, soft and hard cheeses like brie, cheddar, gouda, and then of course breads and fruits, dried fruits, nuts, honey. Oh, we were at a wedding and they had a beautiful spread like this and they had honeycomb with this crusty bread. It was just beautiful. Uh, Mustards, pickles, olives could be added. Okay, so let's talk about how to pronounce it. This was interesting. I pulled up a couple different places online how to pronounce it. I'm going to play this. Charcuterie. charcuterie charcuterie Charcuterie. and then this one charcuterie 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 so that's how we say it in the midwest charcuterie okay and then this is probably the best one that i found
1: This is Julien, the Frenchman, who makes pronunciation videos here on YouTube, and we are looking at how to pronounce this category of food made of cured meats, dried pork in varied preparations, the ham, prosciutto and jamon, chorizo, salami, dried sausages and saucisson, mortadella, paté, speck, copa, and many more. So how do you go about pronouncing this? There's going to be two different ways, the original French way, which may help you understand how and why it's said like this in English, and the English and American way. So in English or American, you'd say charcuterie, charcuterie, you do want to insist on the Q part, and it's Q, not cool because yes, it is a French word and a name of French origin, and the French pronounce the U, U charcuterie charcuterie now in French you'd say charcuterie 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 but in English charcuterie here are more videos to learn how to pronounce food words that are hard to say in English and American I'll leave you to it and I will see you soon in the wonderful world of French pronunciation au revoir au revoir
0: revoir. thank you Julian for clearing that up for us charcuterie charcuterie I still won't get it right my favorite was that first lady sharko dairy <laughs> sounds like she's from little chute there hey all right does that help i don't know cleared it up for me i guess so i do have to say i i've got a pet peeve when it comes to these when you see on you know like when you when you search something or you like something and then all of the sudden it's everywhere on your pinterest or on your Instagram. I can't wait to open up my phone again. It's just going to be solid, solid food boards here after all this charcuterie talk. Um, But you know how it comes, whatever it is, comes up, up, up in your, in your news feeds after you start talking about it. So I've been seeing a lot of charcuterie lately. This is what bugs me. So, so the word means meat or processed meat, pork. Um, So, so the charcuterie board, you're talking about a display board with processed preserved meats on it, pâtés, salami, prosciutto, sausage, that type of thing. Along with that then we add complimentary cheeses, breads, crackers, you know you could have nuts and olives and a few fruits for a variety. But when you see, like when you see on Pinterest and it's like, here's my waffle charcuterie board. Here's my breakfast charcuterie board, or my mimosa charcuterie board, or what was the other one I just saw? Well, here, let's take a look. A bagel charcuterie board, a s'more charcuterie board, dessert, berry charcuterie board. So, like, charcuterie means meat. So you're saying, I'm making a waffle meat board. Like, that's not, you know, when you do those other varieties and you're displaying it, it can be called a grazing board. I think when you do these other varieties, we call it a grazing board. Um, I think that's more accurate. A grazing platter, appetizer platter. In our family, now we were doing this long before charcuterie ever hit the States. We called it the sharing of the meats and cheeses. Um, When you bring out all the little nibbles and bites and fun little foods and crackers and cookies and sausage and meat you know we do meatballs and the sharing of the meats and cheeses so that's the that's the original for us but if you're doing like a breakfast board and you're serving you've got waffles on it and syrups and jams and fruits call it a call it a grazing board call it a breakfast board don't call it a charcuterie board that's my two cents and then oh the other thing that just kind of gets me about these So you're like, how much time are you spending putting all this out, right? So you're making your little salami roses, and you're laying the cheeses out. And you know, how long does it take you to to lay out this elaborate thing? 10, 15 minutes? And then how long before the guests actually come? And then how long has this food been sitting out before anybody eats it? And sometimes there's like hot foods on there that aren't hot anymore, or chilled foods that maybe aren't chilled anymore. And it just like, so please if you're if you're doing a board like this and there's nothing I have nothing against them they're beautiful it's a wonderful way to entertain to you stand around it or sit, you put it in the middle of your table and you have conversation and and people can just eat and graze and and talk about the different food varieties and taste different things that maybe they haven't they wouldn't normally try and but just be just be conscientious of the temperatures of the food and and if things are being kept at a safe at a safe temperature, you know, maybe, maybe the meats should be, maybe you should have a a bowl of ice underneath them or a little crock pot or a little crock, you know, for the the warm foods. Just be, just be aware of that, I guess. We don't want anybody getting sick after they spent an evening at your grazing table, right? For more stories, tips, and drink recipes, you can go to oldfashionedfriday.com Sign up to receive my twice-a-month-ish newsletter. I promise I won't flood your inbox. Just a nice, easy way to keep in touch. And here we go. I did promise, I did promise a recipe today. I'm going to be making an old-fashioned that Door County Distillery has shared on their website. And this is a cherry brandy, old-fashioned. You also could order this if you went to to their distillery and sat in their little cocktail bar, you would be able to order this drink there. So we are going to start with one ounce of Door County Distillery Cherry Brandy. So one ounce of cherry brandy and then a half ounce of their Cherry Bluff Infusion. So that's cherry bitters. So one ounce of cherry brandy and a half ounce of cherry bitters. You'll also need an orange slice, two cherries, a teaspoon of sugar and four ounces of a sweet white soda. In your old-fashioned glass, you're going to muddle together the orange slice, the cherries, the teaspoon sugar, and the cherry bluff infusion. So muddle that together in your old-fashioned glass. Add your ice and then pour over that your ounce of cherry brandy and then top it off with your sweet soda. I would add that then you could garnish it with another orange slice and a cherry and Whenever you can, go for like the dark cocktail cherry in your old fashions like the Amarena cherry or a Luxardo, a a dark rich cocktail cherry as opposed to the bright food coloring ones that you get on top of your hot fudge sundae. Sometimes if that's all you have, great, but the dark cocktail cherry, it just takes it all to an extra level. Follow me for more tips, right? Thank you for joining me again for Old Fashioned Friday. These are always fun for me to put together. And I hope that when you listen at the end of your work week, it's just a nice break from whatever real life is being thrown at us these days. So thank you for listening. And when you, when you are able, I hope you take a trip up to Door County and check out this distillery, check out Peninsula State Park and Eagle Tower, and maybe toss your hat in honor of my Uncle Bill. I will see you again next week for another episode of Old Fashioned Friday. Thanks for following along with this episode of Old Fashioned Friday. I'm Leah, and it would mean so much to me if you joined me next time. Until then, I want to toast to three simple things. Stories shared around the table, well-crafted cocktails, and friendships as strong as our whiskey.